You bring your phone everywhere. Work, school, the movies. Now you can bring it to an Xfinity store for an easy way to switch to Xfinity Mobile, a new kind of network designed to save you money. You can get up to five lines of talk and text included with Xfinity Internet at no extra cost, so all you pay for is data. It's never been easier to switch to Xfinity Mobile and keep the phone you love. Click here to see how. Sorry, I gotta take this. Restrictions apply. Limited to select mobile phones. Requires activation of a new line of Xfinity Mobile. Up to five devices per account. New Xfinity Internet customers limited to up to two lines pending activation of Internet service. On this week's episode of the Greg Ratliff Podcast, it's gonna be a little bit different. No guests this week. It's just me in here with you. It's gonna be me talking to you about Floyd Mayweather, Conor McGregor, a little bit of a Kyrie Irving NBA discussion. But I have something else I want to lead things off with today, so let's get to it. So before I even get into the actual news stories of the week, including the uh, upcoming Mayweather-McGregor fight and the uh, <laughs> the Kyrie Irving trade uh, the other day, there's something that, that's really that's really bothering me a lot. And uh, any of you guys that are wrestling fans, or even just sport fans in general, anybody that's a fan of any sport, when you go to a live event, obviously the idea is to have fun. I, I get that. Have fun, have the time of your life, but be respectful. My biggest problem with anyone at a live sporting event is when you, A, act like you're bigger than the show, or game, or whatever it is you're 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 watching. And B, when you are just straight up disrespectful to those that are playing, performing, whatever you want to call it. Now this goes from everything from uh, being on your cell phone the entire time, head down, not even paying any attention. But the, th- the, the, thing, that, the thing that I am most concerned about is from this past weekend... Uh, at the WWE SummerSlam. And an event was kind of made uh, all the more popular because in the middle of a match, there's a beach ball bouncing around the crowd. Now, again, I'm all for people having fun. Go ahead. go to You spend all this money to go to something. Have fun. That's what it's supposed to be. You go out, have fun. But when you are out there in the crowd, and God, you've paid so much money to to go to this show, by the way. You've paid all this money to get in there. You've got some of the best talent in the world right there in front of you. Four of the best wrestlers in WWE today. Arguably. And the whole crowd, as you're watching the show, you keep seeing the crowd is just looking around. Looking this way, looking that way, up, down, left, right. They aren't paying a bit of attention to what's going on in the ring. Which to me, it's just like going to a concert and turning your back to the stage the whole time. So as the artist is up there on the stage, they look down at you in the crowd and you're not even looking at the damn stage. So these guys are in the ring doing their job. And most of the people in the crowd appear to be more focused on a beach ball bouncing around. And for those of you that don't know, one of the talent noticed, uh, Antonio Cesaro, jumped out of the ring, ran into the crowd, grabbed the beach ball from a security guard, ripped it to shreds on TV. Thought that might be the end of it. That was Sunday night at SummerSlam. But 
People still over the weekend into Monday and Tuesday were still getting beach balls into WWE events. The biggest problem is on Monday night after the show was over, John Cena got in the ring, who's arguably the biggest the biggest icon in WWE today. More recognizable than probably anybody else in the sport today. If you call it a sport. I call it a sport, but Nonetheless, John Cena addressed the crowd after the show Monday night at Barclays Center in Brooklyn and said, quote, I'd like to commend you on some brilliant play with a beach ball, end quote. Cena drew attention to these people in the crowd that are taking away from what's going on in the ring. Maybe I'm alone in this. I, I know there's some other people that were kind of aggravated by it from some of the other podcasts that I listened to and from from various things that I read online, but it it really, really upsets me because it's it's like going going to a baseball game. It's a little bit different. It is a little bit different. People will try to say, oh, you know, they do the wave at a baseball game or they'll do this at a baseball game. Baseball game's a little bit different. You've, you've got a little bit more spread out action. It's not as... It's not the same thing. And it bothered me so much that anytime stuff like this happens that takes away from what's going on, I find it to be the most disrespectful thing that a crowd can do at, at, at anything, whether it's a concert, wrestling, basketball, hockey, football, Whatever. It drives me insane. And I'm, I'm disappointed that a group of WWE fans would spend the kind of money that they spent to go to SummerSlam and then not even actually pay attention to what's going on in the damn ring. Next time, just stay home. Let people like myself and lots of other thousands of people out there that would love to have the chance to go to one of those shows and pay attention to what's actually going on in the ring. I hope that common sense takes over for some of these people. And if uh, you're at a wrestling show and you see people doing this, I know I sound like the fun police. Go ahead and call me the fun police. I don't care. It pisses me off. Watch what's going on in front of you. If you don't want to watch, don't buy a ticket. Stay home. Watch it on the network, which costs a whole hell of a lot less than what you spent to go to SummerSlam. All right, I'm done ranting about that. On to Mayweather and McGregor. So, Saturday night, tomorrow night, Conor McGregor and Floyd Mayweather will go at it for this belt. Good Lord. If you haven't seen this belt, you need to go look for it on online. It's in several different places online. This belt which will go to the winner of the Mayweather-McGregor fight. It's called a money belt. <laughs> Has 3,000 jewels wrapped in Italian alligator skin. It's, it's something else. Um, but the winner of the fight tomorrow night is going to get that. Now, the, one of the big storylines going into the fight was the fact that their gloves are a lot lighter weight than a lot of other uh, fights are. Uh, usually fights that are in this weight class 
they use a 10-ounce glove, which to the common person may, may not seem like a whole lot. But to typically, like like for their weight class, a 10-ounce glove is is the standard weight of glove. Now both Connor and Floyd have agreed to go down to 8, which, again, to people that may not know, your hands being lighter, you can punch faster, a little bit harder, inflict more damage. Um, now to me... I think this plays exactly into what Connor wants to do in this fight. He's going to try to knock him out. He's not going to try to get a decision out of this. I don't I think Connor understands his limitations when it comes to boxing. He's not a professional boxer. Floyd Mayweather is arguably one of the best boxers ever to set foot in a ring. And Connor knows this. We, and even with all the trash that he's talked the last few weeks, he knows this weeks, months, years. He's been doing this for a while. He knows what Floyd can do. So he's not going to go into this just thinking, oh, you know, I can just stand toe-to-toe with him and go the distance of the fight. I can win a decision in this. He is going to try to get in that ring and knock Floyd Mayweather out. And this little weight difference, which, again, to a lot of people, it's two ounces. What's the big difference? That can mean a lot of difference in velocity and the the power and the, just the overall, the, the the hits, if Floyd lands a good shot on him, is, is or if Connor lands a good shot on him, that's the other thing. Floyd doesn't get hit hard very often. That's what Flo- oh, what Connor's going to have to do. I keep trying to call one one the other. My goodness, Mayweather isn't is going to be watching for it, but McGregor needs needs to knock him out. Now, a story that came out uh, today, I'm recording this on Thursday. Now, a story that came out on Thursday, um, talking to somebody named Bob Bennett. He's the executive director of the uh, Nevada State Athletic Commission. Uh, Part of their stated mission is to, quote, ensure the health and safety of the contestants, end quote. So you think they'd be watching out, but there's a lot of other people that think, well, you know, this might be really bad for Connor, which I get it. He's not a professional boxer. It's, it's, I almost said it's almost like the equivalent of me stepping in that ring, but no, Connor's definitely even more uh, qualified than, than, than I am, which I'm not qualified at all. But I think McGregor is not a professional boxer. And that's what everybody's going to keep saying. Oh, McGregor's going to get killed. He's going to get killed. He has no chance in this fight. He has no chance. I am going to go out on a limb right here. Conor McGregor is going to not only win this fight, he's going to knock Floyd Mayweather out, and he is going to put a one. He's going to become the one in 48-1. and Somebody get him Paul Heyman. Get him at ringside this weekend. But seriously... Conor McGregor is going to win this fight. He's going to win by knockout. And guess what? They're going to do a rematch in like eight months and make a whole nother boatload of money. I don't think Floyd's worried one bit about actually getting knocked out in this fight. If I was him, I wouldn't be. Look how much money that Floyd could make. And Conor, too. Floyd and Conor will both make so much money if they have a rematch. And they both know this. 
Now, I am not in any way suggesting that they are going to throw the fight or it's fixed or but I think in the back of Floyd's mind, he understands that, hey, you know what? If I go out there in this in this fight tonight or this weekend, whatever, I go into the end of that ring, Connor knocks me out or wins a decision or, or whatever happens. We can make a boatload of money off of this. And what does Floyd Mayweather like? Money. It's his nickname, Money. Conor McGregor's going to win the fight. I'm going to give it four rounds. And he's going to nail Floyd Mayweather with a, with a big left hand, knock him down, and he's going to win that big, ridiculous alligator skin belt. The other thing I wanted to talk about this week is the trade of Kyrie Irving to the Boston Celtics. So if if you're not familiar with with the trade, Kyrie Irving goes from Cleveland to Boston, which is kind of rare in that two top teams in the league are, are trading players like this, especially teams that have had the history that these teams have had. Um, but in the deal... Kyrie Irving goes to Boston for Isaiah Thomas, Jay Crowder, Ante Zizic, and Brooklyn's 2018 unprotected first-round pick. Which, if Boston, if uh, Brooklyn plays the way they've they've been the last few seasons, that's a damn good pick. So, Kyrie Irving goes over to Boston. Which is good for Boston in, in, in the sense that Isaiah Thomas was going to be a free agent at the end of this coming season. Plus, he's coming off of the hip injury. Some people will argue that oh, Jay Crowder is a is 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 the the big part of this deal. That uh, the Jay Crowder is 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 a really big pickup for them. I don't see it. You know, there's a reason that before like one of the rumored trades that was out there for the Bulls was when they were trying to get Jimmy Butler away from the Bulls, that Jay Crowder was who they offered to Chicago, and Chicago said, no, we want the unprotected pick in the 2017 draft, the one that just happened a couple months ago. That's the pick that the Bulls wanted. Boston didn't want to give it up. They wanted to give him Jay Crowder, and Chicago said no. Allegedly. Thomas thinks he's going to get a max contract after this year. I don't think so. I mean, well, no, you know what? No, somebody will give him a max contract, but it's not going to be Cleveland. I don't think, I don't think that's his destination. So then you're going to end up, if, if, if I'm correct, I think it's his fifth team in eight years then, after he plays for Cleveland this season, that'll be five teams in eight years. That's a lot for somebody that's, possibly going to get a max contract at the end of this season. Jay Crowder, he's a, he's above average perimeter defender. Averages about 14, about 14 and 6. Um doesn't make a lot of money. That's that's the good thing with Jay Crowder. It's a it's a value contract. For 14 and 6, he's getting paid about 7 million dollars this season. 
a little over seven next season and almost eight the season after that. Uh, he's not a free agent until the summer of 2020. So from that perspective, that's great. And that's also a good thing for the Cavs in that that's a nice piece that they can move as well. To get that kind of production, if he goes up in production, man, that deal's even better. But overall, I mean, me, when it comes to him to crowd around the court, I'm just not, I'm not sold on him the way that some other people are. I could be wrong. I've been wrong about a lot of things. I thought Carl Anthony Towns was going to be awful. I was really wrong about that. I also said the Timberwolves were going to win 50 games last year. I was off by a season. I, I had the right idea. Yes, I did just say they're going to win 50 this year. They're going to win 55, probably. But anyway, we're, we'll get into those kind of things in a few weeks. We're, we we still got a long ways to go before NBA season. But back into into the into the trade here, Zizic. That was part of the Ante Zizic was the Celtics' first round pick, I think, last year. We looked that up really quick here. Uh, yes, Ante Zizic, the first round pick of the Celtics in 2016, um, from Croatia. He's a big guy, uh, about seven feet tall. I mean, for the most part, he was in this deal because of the salary. But he'll be a nice player for for Cleveland if they decide to use him. We'll see. Who knows for sure. But for the most part, he was included just because of how much money he's getting paid. Simply as <laughs> simple as that. One thing that I saw that was, um, was kind of interesting, Kyrie Irving waived... A six, almost six million dollar trade kicker, uh, which is fifteen percent of the total money remaining on his deal with Cleveland to join Boston. So that's money that Boston saves in the deal. Cleveland saves in the deal. The biggest thing that I saw, I found in all this, because Cleveland is way, 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 way up in the in the luxury tax. You know, there's teams like like the Grizzlies here that are. You know, they're, they're below that luxury tax threshold, and they don't want to go up into that because it's a lot of extra money. <laughs> Before the Kyrie Irving trade, Cleveland's tax bill, luxury just their luxury tax bill itself, $78 million. $78 million. So this will save them about almost 30. It's $29.1 million that it'll save them. So they still have a luxury tax bill of almost $50 million. I can't wait for opening night of the season now. Because for those of you that don't know, Cleveland and Boston play the opening night of the NBA season. October 17th in Cleveland. The return of Kyrie Irving to the Quicken Loans Arena. (laughs) Man. And that's all I've got for my three stories this week. Beach Ball Mania, Mayweather and McGregor, and the Kyrie Irving trade. So as I wrap up this week's show, there's one other thing I wanted to kind of get into 
a little bit. And that's the Grizzlies' current situation with Tony Allen and Jermichael Green. Now, some of the latest quote-unquote news about Tony is that uh, I wouldn't even necessarily call it news. It's it's people basically speculating that Tony Allen, places that he could end up. Um, one particular place uh, would be the Boston Celtics, considering that now they have an open roster spot after the big trade that I just talked about with Kyrie Irving. They've got a they've got an open roster spot, which some people have said Gerald Green would be a good fit for it. Um, the Tony Allen thing is kind of interesting. Um, you know, he he came from Boston. He's he's still. I don't know if I don't know if you can necessarily say elite defender. He is a very 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 skilled defender. Six time All Defensive Team. Grit grind, all heart. He's 35. If he's getting paid the league minimum, that's $2.3 million. And it's to me, it's just very curious that, that the Grizzlies haven't found a way to make it work yet. Tony for a lot of people is more than just a basketball player, but the Grizzlies are, are looking at this from a basketball standpoint, same as they did with Zach, that we need to make the best decision for the basketball team. If that means Tony goes, Tony goes. If that means Zach goes, Zach goes. Tony's 35. Do we know what this season is going to be like for Tony? We don't know. We just don't know right now. I hope he comes back. I really, really hope he comes back. Not just from a player standpoint, but from a a figure in this community. Man, it it just would be so rough to see both Zach and Tony leave in the same offseason. It's going to be weird enough without Zebo being there. It'll be even weirder if Tony's not there. But then there's the whole Jamichael Green thing. The Grizzlies put out a qualifying offer, as they're allowed to do. They had, Jamichael was a restricted free agent. Now, that's where things start to get complicated. Jamichael's 26. Jamichael gets a qualifying offer of a reported $2.82 million. So Green can go out and find whatever deal he wants. He's a restricted free agent, which means the Grizzlies can match the offer. But there's been no offers out there. As far as we know, nobody's put out an offer saying that they're trying to pick up Jamichael Green. So he's just kind of sitting there waiting. Now, if he wanted to, Chris GM Chris Wallace could get a hold of Jamichael and just say, hey, you know what? Let's get you paid. Let's get let's get you back in the fold here. End all this potential you going somewhere else or everything. We want you to be here. And just sign him to a new deal. But the Grizzlies are being very, very smart about this. Because they could end up getting him for, for $2.82 million for this year. 
which gives you time to take an entire season and try to get him locked up to a long-term deal. It's brilliant. It's very, very good. I know people are getting impatient, wondering what's going on with J. Mike, what's going on with Tony. What are we doing? The Tony thing is different just because he can go wherever he wants. Grizzlies can't match it, whatever. I imagine Tony would give the Grizzlies a chance to match if somebody made an offer. But with Jamichael, they don't have to do anything. They can just sit there and wait and wait. That's kind of the drawback that you're going to see now with a lot of teams because of the way free agency is structured. We had that one big year, the year that Conley got his big deal, Chandler Parsons got his big deal, and now teams don't have any money. The cap didn't move the way they thought it was going to. So now guys like Jamichael that are a talented player, nobody's got any money to sign him. So the Grizzlies may get the best deal of the summer just by, all they had to do is they made an offer, a qualifying offer back in July when free agency started. Now they just got to wait. Coming up soon, we're going to have a Memphis Tigers football preview. We're going to have Grizzly stuff coming up. We're going to review the new NBA 2K game, the new FIFA game for you guys. I'm really, really excited about the things that we've got coming up. And pretty soon, hopefully, we'll have some info on some other ways that you can support this show and make sure that I can keep doing it. I appreciate all your support, all your downloads, tweets, everything. You can find me on Twitter at Greg Ratliff. But until next week, this has been the Greg Ratliff Podcast on blogtalkradio.com. We out. The New York Times, Rolling Stone, and critics everywhere are all raving about Annihilation. It's not destroying. It's making something new. It's a mind-blowing experience. And now it's certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. Annihilation. Rated R. Now playing. The New York Times, Rolling Stone, and critics everywhere are all raving about Annihilation. It's not destroying. It's making something new. It's a mind-blowing experience. And now it's certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. Annihilation. Rated R. Now playing.